0: Hello, so welcome back to In No Particular Order, the most popular podcast on the True Stories based on Fiction Podcast Network. And that is a show where I, Evan, the third host, and my co-host, D-Mac, go over lists in that in the we create in the realms of hip-hop, as well as other topics and uh, hot events in, in the world of hip-hop. That being said, this episode is going to be a little bit different from our normal episodes, being that uh, as I record this, your boy D-Mac uh, is in due of a congratulations. So if you are, are out there in the uh, podcast listening to the community, go ahead and um, uh, look him up if you know them. Uh Just put a comment on this if you want to. But uh, as of September 13th, him and his beautiful wife and his lovely family have woke up a new addition to their family. He had a brand new baby boy. So uh, because of that, He's getting some time off, you know, t- to get acquainted with his uh, family, with his new addition to his family, getting used to that being uh, being a dad thing. It's not his first time; it may not be his last, but yeah. But he's taking some time off, some must-deserve time off. So I just want to say congratulations myself to Mac and his family for that, the same thing that I want all of you out there in the audience to do. Well, because of that, this episode's going to be, as I said earlier, it's going to be a little bit different than our previous episodes. By that I mean, so after this jump here, we're going to go ahead, (coughs) excuse me, we're going to go ahead and cut to a scene of DMAC and myself. From our last recording, uh, having a little talk that didn't really tie into the whole concept of our episode, which, which was, I believe, uh, the top five female MCs in no particular order, ladies' night, as it were. So every time we record, we have a conversation. Before the show actually begins and after the show actually begins, sometimes I put it on the episode if it's somewhat relevant. as like a post-credit scene. I haven't been doing that lately, just in interest of time. But today I'm going. I found a segment from our last talk that I think you all would enjoy. It does talk about the whole uh, cancel culture situation with the baby and his comments on on uh, you know the things that he said earlier this summer. So this is so this conversation is from probably. As I record this is October, so this is probably from a couple months back. So uh, when D is back and on and popping, we'll get to another list for you guys or, or another show. But in the meantime, we're gonna have this. It's a very short conversation, but I wanted to make sure you guys had your D Mac fixed for the month because I know that because I'm on every episode of the podcast network. So any numbers that we get on any particular show can't be because of me. It has to be because of either the content or more than likely the co-host I have on this show with me, D host, D Mac is one of my favorite co-hosts on the podcast network. And I think he's yours as well because the show does routinely get the best numbers. So we're going to have, so after the jump, we're going to have that conversation from a couple months back of me and D Mac on on the baby and Cantu culture. Then after that, we're going to come back and round the show out with me solo dolo. Unfortunately, talking about something a lot of people have asked me to comment on publicly, which is going to be the Certified Love I album and the Down The Album by Kanye West and uh, Drake, irrespectively, respectfully, respectively, whatever the fuck that goes, however the fuck that goes. So I'm going to talk about that as well. I'm trying to keep it short and sweet too. Uh, I, I gave both albums a pretty good, decent amount of time to actually be sat on and loved and lived on. So I'm going to give you my opinion on both of those albums, as well as um, the ongoing Kanye West and Drake beef. So I'll be back in a couple of moments, but first and more importantly, the conversation between me and D-Mac pertaining to the baby. All right, so that's going to be how this episode's going to go, so stay tuned for some hip-hop goodness. Good evening, ladies and
1: gentlemen. We are tonight
0: entertainment. You've got exactly 10 minutes to decide if you really want to know.
1: With the baby all the way, man. I'm with the baby all the way for the baby.
0: <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not with the baby only because, <laughs> granted, I didn't see that whole fucking conversation. But uh, my thing is, um, where where did that shit come from?
1: Oh, it was just some left. it was just that's
0: what I'm saying. Like in, it, in, it was pointless. In my eye?
1: In my eyes, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's almost like he was like, "Yeah, would say he popping this shit." Like, but, but for no reason. Though. He just literally was just like, "Yeah, blah blah blah." You know, this is the third and suspect who in the parking lot, blah, blah blah. Like he just just he he just literally speaking his mind, and that's basically what ended up happening. Now, I get it for no reason. This that the third, but it's. People up here getting mad cause they saying like, you know, you're uneducated and this and that with the AIDS and HIV and all this sort other of shit. I think people sound dumb as hell, sound retired as hell when y'all up here bringing up statistics with AIDS and HIV and all this sort other of shit. When you show it, you show the, uh, who was it? It was Madonna or somebody said some shit. Yeah, Madonna or something. And, and, They tell they show. John. They, they, yeah, they show literally, they said 50% of people with HIV and all that shit literally are homosexual. But when you, you putting out that shit, that to me, that's a negative. That ain't no damn positive. And then when y'all up here talking about some, oh, well, it's better medication, it's down to third, blah, blah, blah. blah. So you saying just because they got better medication and stuff and people staying alive and all that, that it's okay to do that? You put yourself in a position to okay, to do what though?
0: To catch this shit? You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, okay, that's all true. Um, but my thing is this why even bring this shit up, like, during your like, during performance? That's like a country artist bringing up, uh, Black Lives Matter. Like, he's thinking, uh, a fucking Garth Brooks on, uh, they like talking, like, yeah. And I'll tell you this right now, it's out the blue. Blue Lives Matter. Black lives don't matter. (laughs) Like, why bring that shit up? Like, it's pointless, bro. Like, why would you bring up an an antagonistic thing for no fucking reason? And and the shit that he said wasn't a positive thing. He was just talking shit for no reason. That's why I'm not with him. He can speak his opinion. But I'm like, bro, why are you even voicing this opinion at this time? Because if somebody going to be gay, let them be gay. But also keep in mind the fact that he said that he wasn't talking about gay people having AIDS. But no. How that shit sounded, and how he yeah, worked it all together. It, it was yeah. weird, bro. It was super weird. And um, then I'm like, and then like a, a lot of these people who are are, are who who are, are giving, uh, this isn't like a sad either, but people who are, are getting aid, women who are fucking with dudes who, who are coming over from jail, who mm. are thugs. Like baby is a thug. So his his type of his type of person is part of the problem too. But again, like. My biggest point on it is I don't know why he even fucking needed to even bring that up. That's why I'm not on his side for it. Now, I don't think he should be canceled or I don't think he should be doing uh, like, loose shows and shit, but it was just dumbass shit to say for no fucking reason. Again, I'm not sure it is something else prompted that in his performance, but it it, it came out to blue. Like, why even say that? And then like, the AIDS part especially, bro. Like, you could talk about girls, girls, um, girls who ain't sucking dick all like in the parking lot. Cool. Because that's he's saying like people have class, but people can have all the class in the world and still cast AIDS. Mm-hmm. So like, like his his whole statement was just, all that was just weird to me. So that's why I'm not with him. I, I with freedom. I'm with freedom of speech, but like that shit was weird.
1: Yeah, I get that. I'm saying I'm just with him just the whole. I'm with him just because because the fact that out of all this stuff, he kind of sticking with his fans.
0: I fuck
1: with him 100%. That, and I think that's what it was. Yeah. To the point that people, you know, people look at it certain this way. I'm, look man, I'm just, just like everybody else I talk to. I stay in my lane. Yeah. in my lane also. That's what he should have did. That's what he should have did. He, he in the situation now. So now, he's putting up the cause. People trying to they ain't canceling like I know they canceled the
0: like one of his shows the, and, uh, one of
1: the show Lupo the shit shit Lies the losers
0: whatever the fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah
1: they canceled that one he got his uh This clothing line that was about for him they canceled that shit <laughs> and honestly as they should in my opinion but but then once he dropped this is see this is this is the thing though but then once he dropped uh. I bet you that shit probably over a million views now. He dropped a, a a video literally like two days after the fact. And then the video was just on some other shit. It it was all over the place. But when I looked at the comments and everything on there, mm-hmm. everybody rolling with him.
0: Right. Because, of course, people, people who are writing comments on his video would probably be for him. There's polar opposites. People who are really, really for him or people who hate him and wanted to spam his comments. So like, that's not, that's not too surprising to me.
1: So that's why I was just sitting here like, matter of fact, yep, it's already on. Yeah, I just, I just looked it up. He said, give him what is supposed to be give, and it's already at 3.2 million views, and that was four days ago, came out yeah. four days ago.
0: I mean, bro, cause I look at that, and cause I'm at a point now in my life where I consider myself a Christian. But at the same time, at the time, it's not my job to judge anybody. And I'm sure that not everybody that has AIDS wanted to get AIDS or even being irresponsible and getting AIDS. So, mm. for, so for him to make that and statement, again, it's just odd ah, that he would do that in the first place. And then two, I look at that the same way as people say, like, racist shit in public. And then like, if they're famous, you say some racist shit, get your shit taken away from me. Now, what I think probably happened, bro, like, and this is completely out of love field. This is just, like, my random guess. I think what may have happened is one of Danny Lay's friends is probably a member of that community. And they were talking shit about him. And then he knows shit about that friend. And fucking Danny Lay probably told him in confidence oh. his 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 new baby mama, apparently. Mm. Danny Lay, uh, like, Danny Lied, like, the light-skinned chick. Mm-hmm. Says... They probably going through some shit, like he dumped her, and then, like, now she's pregnant. And then she, like, posted a picture said, the biggest, like, the baby, like, talking about her bump being the biggest. So, like, that's her, that's her subtle sort of way of saying that it's his baby. And I doubt knowing him, but like, he's not claiming this kid. And, and, and so my speculation, my completely out of left field guess is, he was going through some shit behind the scenes with her, that he, then one of her probably gay best friends, Came at, came for him and shit, and then like he was thinking about that shit as he was performing, so like he was, so like that was a sub towards that person.
1: Ah, oh, god.
0: That's oh, god. Been completely out of love field. I don't have any evidence for this. This is just me being, uh, an online sleuth of of my own making. Yeah. But like, yeah, like, that's what I think about this shit. And, uh, I might put this shit in the episode as like a post credit scene, I like I don't think said anything too crazy. No, no, no. <laughs> but uh, uh, we can get started. I want to get started. Yeah, I'm ready. shit. And okay. So hope you enjoyed that last segment with me and D-Mac doing our thing, talking about the baby and all that controversy he had earlier. But I'm back solo to talk about something I talked about at the top of the show that I'm sure you're all interested in. When D-Mac comes back, I'll give him a chance in a moment, a couple, as much time as he needs to talk about these two albums as well if he wants to. If not, we'll get back to regular show. But uh, this show was definitely predicated on a lot of Kanye West and, and Drake uh, commentary. Um, I think that Kanye West was a very instrumental rapper <clears throat> for myself coming up, and I'm pretty sure it was for DMAC as well. I don't want to put words in his mouth. And uh, I do know for a fact that I'm a bigger Drake fan than DMAC is. But, um, so earlier this summer, there was controversy about, well, so starting last year during the pandemic, Drake was talking about dropping his new album Certified Level Boy. Um, and he put out a single that I liked a lot, um, called, I forgot what it was called, but I know when Baby, with a little Drake, sometime, I can't think of what it was called, um, and I'm not gonna look at notes here, cause my phone's in the other room, so you don't hear it yelling on the, on the audio on this, but, in, in any event, that album kept getting pushed back, um, he hurt his ACL, which mean, meant he couldn't promote the album for some reason, like, during COVID, although... He would have been promoting it like via satellite, anyway, so I, I don't know what the big deal was there and then Kanye West, being this new gospel artist that he wants to be, he was talking about putting on an album called Danda 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 that was dedicated to his late mother, um who died of roughly about probably close to ten to twelve years from twenty twenty one I can't quite remember uh but anyway. So that album kept having delays being pushed back, and being Kanye, how he's done his last couple of albums, you'll think it's coming out one day and it didn't come out. So then, I think what happened was when Drake finally put out his date, it was too close to what Kanye said his date might potentially be. So the story that Kanye's telling is uh, his label made him. they didn't consult him and they just dropped the album on like a random Sunday. And Sunday seemed like an appropriate time to drop a Kanye West album due to the fact that now he's considering himself a gospel artist. So him dropping on a Sunday seemed appropriate. So he, he backtracks and he was, I wasn't ready. You know, like that Kevin Hart joke and shit. So uh down to drop. So we'll start there. Then I'll transition over to certified level boy. Um, so down to drop. And it was a cultural phenomenon for that day for sure. And, um, I'm glad that I gave, well, I'm acting like I just gave it time. But the fact is I'm a very busy and lazy man and I haven't had time to actually sit down and record, um, this audio. I'm going to say here that is because I wanted to gather my thoughts and let both albums breathe so I can give you a more accurate depiction of it. Uh, that isn't totally the case, but that time has elapsed now and I can do that. So, um, Donda, I was very uh, Donda gets worse every time that I listen to it. Um, there's it just... so like I my, my biggest complaint about the Donda album, okay, is the fact that it seems like Kanye, like some little inside baseball for those who might know how art is created. Sometimes when it comes to music, you'll have a melody and maybe a beat, and so you'll have some stand-in lyrics. This you're planning on coming back later and putting some real lyrics in. So you might have like a cold ass beat go boom boom clap boom boom clap or some shit like that. Then you say, Okay, so according to that beat, I can come in and be like, Da 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 bang, da da little bitch, da 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 ho. But that da da da, da part, you're not sure what's gonna be there yet, or you're putting some place for the lyrics like, Fuck that bitch, fuck that ho, fuck but then you're thinking that when time goes on, you have more time to marinate on the track being like the rapper or the singer or the person on the song or the songwriter, you'll come back in and fill in those placement words with better lyrics. So my biggest problem with Donda, 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 is the fact that it feels like it's an album filled with incredible instrumentation, but lackluster lyrics. Even if he's not a rapper anymore, if he considers himself a gospel artist, the lyrics on this album are trash. If every guest artist on the album beats your songs and your lyrics, you're trash. Now, like I said, from the jump, I'm probably in the top 10 Kanye fans of all time. I was one of the first motherfuckers out here bumping Kanye, telling everybody how cold Kanye was. So you can't just say I'm a Kanye hater. If anything, I was a Kanye stan. Um, But I'm the type of stan or fan that uh, I think that fandom is a two-way street, right? So they have to put out music that I like consistently. I'm just not going to listen to it because I'm a fan of this artist, but I always call because the artists are like, made it. Fuck that. That shit got to If I'm giving you my energy as a fan, you got to come back and give me the projects and the shit that can allow me to be your fan properly. And Kanye didn't do that for me on this Donda. Honestly, since maybe graduation, I know people love, and that's going to be high tech, I know, because I know that people definitely love T-Lop, that's uh, The Life of Pablo. I know people definitely love um, Dark Twisted Fantasy, which people say is his best album. To me, it was mid. But, um... Des again, is probably some of his best beats in production he's ever had. Because, uh, as you may know, he had like a little stadium tour listening parties. Kanye has been saying since probably, uh, I think it was on graduation, on the song Big Brother, his opening uh, ad with stadium status. Kanye West wants to be in the in the same realm, with say like a U two, or say like a One Republic, or say like a um, a Rolling Stone, in, a, in regards to like he wants to fill stadiums and have his music project projected in stadiums. And there's a certain sound that people typically like to hear in stadiums. Um, that's why he was recording his album in stadiums, so he can hear how it will sound that way. So. Uh, that's a long way of saying that Kanye was focusing on the instrumentation and in the sonics as opposed to in the detriment of the actual lyrics. And Kanye to me was one of my favorite rappers because he was clever, he had good bars, but at the same time, there has been some speculation that Kanye's bars in the past were only good because he had good ghostwriters, a good team around him that weren't guess men, and that would feed him lines. That's a... Uh, a Consequence, GLC, uh, what's the other dude's name? Um, the dude he had that song brand new with. I'm sure that somebody out there will, uh, remind me who that person is. But yeah, but the story goes that all of these people were the Kanye behind Kanye that made him the rapper that we all love for all these years. Now they've all fallen out with Kanye. It may not be a coincidence that his lyrics in the, since then have been kind of trash. The last couple of albums, he's been focusing on what he's a primarily has been a producer. He wasn't always a rapper. He was focusing on beats. And, and like I said, like the music-wise was definitely on point. And I feel like he focused that in the like melodies. Because like melodies were also good in terms of like the uh, the flow of the song. But the lyrics he put in there, like I said, sounds like place filler. Now, that could also lead to his point that the album wasn't ready. But if if you're working on it for that long, you're getting guest artists to come in and put in their real buyers on it. I think the lyrics you had in place were at least a rough final draft. So it's not like he was going to change this shit up completely. And the songs are on there that really slap. Like, uh... Jail. Jail is good. And really, it's just all based on hook. Like, that's I'm going to jail tonight. He doesn't really say anything on the song. And then, uh... This is also going to be controversial. It sounds like I'm just a a hateful curmudgeon, but that is kind of my persona. Although, um, if if there's something I do like, I I definitely champion that too. But, uh, Jay-Z has been 0 for 3 on the last three verses I've heard. Because he got the verse on this jail I had no idea what he was talking about. He had the verse on the Drake album, which I'll talk about in a second. Which is decent, but it's not, not up to the standards that I expect from my personal number one favorite rapper, Jay-Z, and then the song you had on a DJ Khaled uh, album with Nas, I had no fucking idea. I mean, and that's maybe that's me. I'm not as cool as I used to be back in the day. I'm just a lame music nerd, but uh, I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about on that song. So for me, he's zero for three verses on there. Now, uh, another problem I had with Donna, Donda, Donda, Donna, is that right from jump, when the album comes on, the first thing he says, or, or the first thing that is said, is "da da 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 Now, I get that he respects his mother. This album is a dedication to her. But when I heard that with all the echoes on it, I felt like that was some voodoo trying to infect my ears, like a, like a earworm, and I didn't want to hear it. So I changed that song. I never went back to it. So I'm not sure if that song had anything besides that. But I think it does say "da da chant" on there. I don't like chanting of anyone's name so uh, that did not do it for that set a bad tone for me Uh, secondly it was over long with a lot of songs having part 2's on the second half of the album it was like he had a a double disc and the second disc were all remixes so basically got the same album twice and I prefer the method of albums that came out back in I'm 35 back in my heyday where if there was a song part 2 it came right after part 1 unless it was a re-release of the album uh, prime example, the dream had sex intelligence and then like sex intelligence part two, or um, maybe called it like the remix hammer right after, it. and it was a beautiful transition. Um, but this one, and then like a lot of it was the same song, it was literally a remix, old school remix before P. Diddy reinvented and R. Kelly reinvented the remix. So, where it had the same exact song, like I think on, I can't think of song titles off, off the top of my head. He had one song that um the part one had a different artist on it. Then part two had the whole locks on it with full verses. Like, Kanye went, maybe somebody else even went, then you had another five minutes of each verse, each member of the locks having 16 buyers. So that was off-putting. Not saying that those verses weren't good, but having it, have all three members of the locks being on the song that you had heard already anyway, it was a little off-putting, just strange. Uh, um, the other song that I really liked, I think it was called Tell Me If You Know Someone That Needs Jesus. That song was good. Uh, and then I liked that the end of it had, um, and again, n- nothing is in front of me. I wanted to get right in front of you guys without having, having to be prepared to just like go off top and, and like go off the dome. Uh, but I know he had a song, it could have been Larry Hoover Jr., I believe. He he, he gave a speech about their family and thanking Kanye for what Kanye did for him. That was like the highlight of the whole album for me. Because I know that now, these new Kanye fans forget that Kanye comes from Chicago. And Kanye uh, is very pro-black, for lack of a better term. So, uh, he had this man on there. And a lot of Kanye's new listeners might not even know who this man is. But he told a very important story on there. It's like when T-Lop, when he had uh, French Montana... And uh, Max B. talking about Silver Surfer. Like some of my uh, non-black friends were like, I didn't understand that check, What were they talking about? But if you're in the know, you know exactly what he was talking about. So things like little touches like that, I love. Um, so something else that... So, okay. So two things I love. I love the song Going to Jail. Although the lyrics were questionable, but in terms of just the vibe, it had it. And I love the song... Uh anybody knows the one that needs Jesus also a vibe. Again, and I don't know what those lyrically they weren't the best but in terms of vibes and beats and transitions and in the instrumentation. Those two tracks were there. And there were other songs on the album as well that had every lot going for them. I can't think of them on the top of my head. But again, so let's just wrap it all up on danda 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 dan danda. If I judge this album on on strictly instrumentation and on a sonic level, it's a strong knot. If I judge it on Kanye Versus, it's the worst Kanye West album in the history of Kanye West album. And if you, you can of course disagree with that point, but just listen to Kanye on, on, uh, the first three Kanye albums lyrically. And then listen to Kanye lyrically on this album. And is this not that he's trying to be Christian? Oh! And to that point, something else that I liked on the album that he uh, that he dedicated to, there's no profanity. I think maybe one or two curse words slipped, and on some verses that he felt were so good, he had to leave on by guest artists because there are a uh, there's a myriad and a plethora of guest artists on this album. He would blink the words out. So like that was th- th- that's an interesting choice, and it also could be a finesse. I mean, let's be real here. If Kanye's trying to get his album on the gospel charts. It's going to be the best gospel selling album of all time because gospel does some soft numbers and consistent and it allows them to have good livings. By them, I mean the people who make gospel recordings, but it's not something that traditionally gets a lot of mainstream play. But in terms of Billboard, if Kanye put this album on the gospel charts, it's going to be the best gospel album, best selling gospel album of all time. Easily. So lyrics wise. Because I gave I think I believe I gave the uh the sonics of the album a nine or eight. We'll say eight. Eight now. Um Lyric wise, it gets a one and a half. One and a half. And he was also overly reliant on guest features. I think besides I, I can't think of any any song on the album off the top of my head now that doesn't have a guest artist on it. So if you're that reliant, it, it felt like it really felt like the chronic because Dr. Dre has never really been a rapper. He would have albums that he basically hosted and had other guest artists on. So like how Zaytoven have uh, pe- um uh, I got this pack of something like that, like volume one through three and shit like that, and how DJ Mustard would have like albums, but he's not really. It's it's more so like that. As opposed to the actual rap album by Kanye. Um, the other thing I didn't like about it. Which a lot of artists are doing. Are the fact that you don't really know who these guest artists are. And I'm old. I don't know all these new motherfuckers. So to just have an album on. And have somebody random come on. And, and nothing on the album telling me who this person is. I find it frustrating. And I find that, that will di- it diminish my enjoyment of this album. So when it first came out, danda, 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 I believe uh, on my social media, I gave it maybe a six or a seven. Uh, And now, because I give the lyrics of two and the Sonics a eight, I think that the average of that... Two. Uh... If I divide that eight, well, that two and the eight, I get four. And I'm not going to give it that low. But I'll give it a five, right down the middle. Because the sides of it were so good, that brings up the value of it. And then some of the hooks and in the, in the inspiration behind it were great. Uh, now, I'm I'm not mad if Kanye goes back and he revamps his entire album and puts proper verses on them from his part. And he kind of condenses the best of the two parts of the album. So so he'll put the best version of Jail 1 and 2. He'll put the best version of all the songs on there with all the different features. So that's why I think he's stupid. But anyway, so uh five out of ten drunk Iron Man's for danda Donda danda Donda nana Now we go to Certified Love Boy. Um When I first heard this album, well I say this oh, let me jump. So we'll get like a little D Mac in here. When it when it came out, I was out driving for my jobs. I was making a pretty long drive at that point. So I had a lot of times, like, I played it maybe three or four times through. And, and I was texting D-Mac as I listened to it. Same thing I did when, um, when the J. Cole album came out. As I'm listening to this shit, I would, on J. Cole, I was, uh, going for a walking jog, I called. And, uh, I was texting him if any cold ass track came on. So same thing that, that we did, uh, on this certified level. album Now, D-Max is something in the beginning that I don't think he still believes and I was shocked that he said it uh, at the beginning of the Soul situation uh, he said um, this might be Drex Classic and I was like really and I think that this was like probably towards the middle of my first listening of the album and um I was like I- respectfully, I don't think so from jump. So, um, it was definitely a Drake album. It had a lot less on it, more concise, but this one's probably going to be shorter, shorter than my review of, uh, of danda, 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 Um, I, I, I can sum it up as saying this. Cause I spent a lot of time on danda. I don't want this episode to be super long. Um, this is a, definitely a Drake album. Uh, and for an album that he pushed back nearly a year, I feel like he could have came better than this. His album was also very mid. I feel like there's a lot of tracks on there that were corny, like the girls want girls. That's corny as fuck. Come on, I man. Like let's be honest here. Uh but there were songs on the album that I liked more. There's songs on Certified Lover Boy that I like more than any song on Donna, and, and it's more of a memorable album. But that being said. Since, in my opinion, nothing was the same. This is the the Drake album that had the most skips to me. It probably had maybe five or six out of like the eighteen that I didn't skip. So I had a lot of skips on there, lots of skips. Um, The songs of me that stood out in it. This speaks to the quality of this album because I can't remember song titles here. Because honestly. I revisited Donna, 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 Donna a couple days ago in preparation for this episode. But that Drake, ha- these couple of Drake songs that I like have been in constant rotation since that album came out. So that also speaks a lot to the quality of this album, in my opinion. Well, of those songs, at least. One second, <clears throat> I gotta get some water here. Ah shit! All right, so people love that first track, but I i never I've never been a fan of these Drake songs with the weird samples because this rap song. I don't like Rappity Rappity Drake. The song with Nicki Minaj was a good mission statement for the album. So, and it's called Daddy Song. The only thing that I I think it was was lacking, and this happened another time on the album too. When when Nicki Minaj hopped on I thought that she that she would also do a verse, but she did like a cameo appearance. This album has a lot of what I call not guest appearances or, or features, but cameos. The same thing happened on like another song I like that started off with Project Pet. For I don't want to say real rap fans, but for certain rap fans that started out, it came up in a certain generation. Project Pet, although he wasn't the biggest mainstream artist, but one of the best rappers out. He has one of the most classic albums, top fifty albums of all time. That's any genre, and that's and that's uh, Mr. Don't Play. So to hear Project Pat on that bitch, I got hype as fucking my car. I, I think I I think I went to motherfucking Facebook right then and said, "Oh, I know he got fucking Project Pat on this bitch." But then Project Pat maybe four bars, then it's all him and him and a fucking uh 21 Savage. So the second cameo appearance it pissed me off. Then towards the end of the album, he got more his actual certified level boy swag, and he had a song that it said featuring Tidal Sign. For those who know me, Ty Dollar Sign is one of my favorite artists. And I can tell that Ty Dollar Sign probably wrote this whole song for Drake and gave it to him. Like the gentleman that wrote that song. Like the gentleman that wrote that song, Grease. Come in me. I take it well let's see. That that's a song that Drake had no input on. He had a, basically had a um a whole package song sent to him and he bought it and he re recorded it. I think it's the same thing with the song with uh Ty Dollarsign. This I get along better with your friend. Because uh, Ty Dolla Signs is possible at the very end. This felt like when Chris Brown took his song, took Ty Dolla Signs' song, uh, When I rinse, nigga, I want ya. And yo nigga can't do nothing for you. These hoes ain't lawyers. How, ah, how, ah, ah, these hoes ain't lawyers. But that was also was a Ty Dolla Signs song that was taken from, well, Purchase, by Chris Brown. So anyway, Ty Dolla had a, a cameo appearance on the album, and I, and I didn't like that that much. But anyway, so I did like those songs. I like TSU because uh, what I wanted to hear from an album called Certified Lover Boy, which, which is obviously a tongue-in-cheek title. What I wanted to hear is an album about kind of like a concept album of a person who on the surface is, is a Certified Lover Boy. But really, it's about toxic masculinity and ghostlight, and I wanted to hear some toxic songs, and we did get some because the song I was talking about, "I Get Along Better with Your Friends," is him blaming everything on, is him basically blaming her that he likes her friend better. And then like there's this is uh, this other song on there where he's essentially blaming the uh, pipe down, which is one of our, our favorite songs on there. And he's blaming everything that he's doing wrong to this woman on her. Now, if you take this as a tongue in cheek commentary on toxic ma- on toxic masculinity and ghost sighting, it's perfect for that. But I feel like Drake had the title Certified Lover Boy. In a st- but then, with everything that transpired in his life, he decided to make an album that was uh, exerting his dominance as well as uh, throwing subliminals at Kanye and any other artists who may have shit to talk about. Which is fine, but that doesn't align with the title Certified Level by because so I thought this album was going to be about. So if he called this album anything else, that more appropriate to its content, I would have given it a higher score. Well, I would give it a higher score, but he didn't do that. And I feel like at a certain point, you can just change the title of your album. You, like you don't have to stick you know, to especially if the content on the album changes. Um, like Kanye has done that for years because Kanye has, has still haven't put out a good ass job. The last Ty Dollar Sign album was called Featuring Ty Dollar Sign, but it was going to be called Beach, uh, not Beach House. I think it was going to be called uh, either Mansion in the Hills or or it was going to be called Sex Simple. But because of how the album recording process went, he pivoted to a title that he felt was more appropriate, which was featuring Ty Ty Dolla Sign. But Drake just wanted to stay on the same level and not pivot in the way that he should have talked. Now, also, let me apologize here if I'm talking fast as fuck. I'm universally a fast talker. I try to slow down while I'm recording. But if I don't have a person to bounce off of, I typically get back to my normal, fast-talking self. So I apologize for that. Try to keep up. Um, yeah, so essentially, I like more songs on the Drake, and they suck with me because Fair Trade is good. Uh, the song with Jay-Z is good. I, I talked about Jay's verse in that previously. Um, uh, Pipe Down, Pipe Down is probably the best song on the album to me because it's just funny. Because he blamed everything. He said, if you were riot or die, you should be dead right now. Because the girl didn't ride or die to what he thought that she sh- to the level that he thought that she should, which is humor. Because that's again toxic masculinity. Um, okay, but this is getting a, a, a little long, so I'll just say this. So um, when that first came out, I gave it like a, a, a strong seven. Now, upon further reflection, how many skips there are? Because in my opinion, Scorpion was had probably a little bit more songs, had more songs that I liked on it, and less skips. Um... So, I give Certified Love of Boy by Drake, in retrospect, I give it uh, a a 6.5. This is kind of mid. Yeah, so I I get that shit 6.5. I still like this way better than Donda, 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 but for Drake album, that shit was kind of mid. But I was going to talk about the whole beef more in depth between Kanye and And DMAC, and maybe when DMAC gets back, we'll have like a little summit episode on that beef and and stick to that, that Cold War between those two. But I'm not going to do that now because like I said, I don't want to run this too long. Um, But I'll say this, the top rappers of the 2000, we'll say 2007 to 2012 era are uh, Drake, Kung Fu Kenny. And J Cole, so now we had Drake come out, we had J Cole come out. Hopefully, Kung Fu Kenny comes out because it's been like five years since he dropped the classic, which is in my top five. As as I said before on this podcast show, um, so hopefully, Kung Fu Kenny comes out because as of right now, the album of the year is going to be J Cole. So I'm not mad at that, but Kanye, I mean, but Drake and Kanye both aren't even contenders uh, as of right now would be. Honestly, Cole, Nas, and you, you all know how I feel about Nas. I'm, I'm not a Nas fan whatsoever, but that app we put off this year was pretty flames. Um, it may be even, although, I mean, shit, those are the only two I can think of that were really standouts this year thus far, uh, but. All right, so um we'll be back at you next month, although this is coming out the first the second day of October, I still count this as the last week of September, so we met our deadline, so uh we'll see you again at the end of October uh it might be the first week of November, depending on how the calendar goes, and uh hopefully dmacc is back if not, we'll have something for you guys too, and it's absolutely like I said, this man. He he deserves the break. He can take as much time as he needs. Uh, but until then, we'll, so we'll talk next time on in no particular order.